This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Smelly big feet. They need to wash their feet, these skunk apes, don't they? I'm not going to go into all of them, but there are a few that we've talked about on the show I want to hit. The Jersey Devil. Sure. Yeah, the Jersey Devil was uh, my only time hearing about the Jersey Devil before before we did this particular project was uh, an X-Files episode where they mentioned it. So when this came up, I went, wait, is that the same thing from the X-Files so I had to go back and watch the episode with the Jersey Devil because it was on Netflix. And then that led to me streaming the entire series from episode one to episode No David Duchovny. And, uh, yeah, the, the Jersey Devil is a – I don't know. There's there's different ways to describe what the Jersey Devil looks like, but the, but the, but the storyline behind it is usually pretty consistent about, about a mother who gave birth to the spawn of hell – and that was because it was going to be the 13th child, which is an unlucky number. And yeah, 12 is fine, but apparently 13 is, is, is no good. So either she cursed it before it was born or because it was going to be the 13th, it came pre-cursed. And as soon as it was born, it, depending on the stories, either ran off or flew off and uh, has lived in the New Jersey pills and surrounding countryside ever since, terrorizing the residents and occasionally eating chickens. Well, rotisserie chickens, tandoori chicken, what kind of chickens? They never really went into details, but uh, I have to admit, if I was if I was working at the local KFC and a winged hell spawn showed up, I'd probably try to book him for some sort of an endorsement. Okay, I would say probably I would say probably chicken tartar. I mean, could you imagine having the Jersey Devil as your spokesman? I mean, <laughs> I would. It's it's so good that chicken's so good that even uh, the Jersey Devil comes here every day. <laughs> Somebody's going to copyright that and think about it, you know, like for Boston Market. Like Boston <laughs> yeah. Market has been undergoing serious problems and a lot of their franchises have closed. And they're, I just got a press release from them, which came out of the blue. They're talking now about adding Indian items to the Indian menu. Indian like, Boston Market? Yeah, like chicken tikka. And chicken biryani. And the reason is the current CEO of Boston Market is of Indian descent. Okay. Well, they also have a rotisserie chicken with Thai curry sauce. So why not Indian? Yeah, I guess. I guess it just depends on. Uh, yeah, like, sure. I'll go with it. I'm not a, I'm not good at business. So if that's the solution, then then thumbs up for that, I suppose. But would the Jersey Devil eat it? Uh, I would guess the Jersey Devil isn't too discerning, but that's just an assumption on my part. We got to watch those Jersey Devils. Now, one of our favorite monsters made number six. Okay, this is where the number of searches per year gets really high. When we were talking about the skunk ape, 325,000 searches per year. Okay, but Mothman, 1.6 million What do you think about Mothman? 
Oh, I, I think I think Mothman is a uh, I think Mothman is a fascinating story. Uh, and not just because the movie freaked me out when I was a kid and watched it. And I know people will probably groan because I know it's been not well received. But that was one of the true one of the few horror movies or thriller movies that I watched and um, wanted to keep the lights on afterwards. For some reason, that one really got under my skin. So when so when that one so when the Mothman showed up in the searches or for this particular story, I, I, I got honestly pretty excited about it because I thought, hey, you know, Jersey Devil, I had to learn about it. Uh, Skunk Ape had to learn about it. Many of the other ones on the list had to learn about him. But but Mothman, yeah, that one that one took me back to being uh, about 18 years old and 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 scared to drive over a bridge. I've got well, my own theory on the Mothman, by the way. I don't know if you're interested in it. I am. Go ahead. I, uh... I have you guys ever seen uh, images of what's called a harpy eagle? Yes, you, I know what you're talking about. They're huge, and they're massive, and and uh, and apparently they can be nocturnal. Now, not native to eastern United States at all, but you know, having having worked with the company called uh, called Sequest, where they you know they rescue animals that have been um, traded around illegally or what have you, they you know it, it, it sort of opened my eyes to the fact that just because something doesn't live there natively doesn't mean someone might not have brought one in, and either it got out or they got tired of caring for a bird that is six feet tall, practically you know, and probably eats thirty pounds of meat every single day, you know how, and you just let it go and. When when I saw a picture of, of of a harpy eagle on a guy or right next to a guy on on Google search, I went, ah, I bet that's the Mothman. I've got no no science to base that on, total gut instinct, but I would be willing to bet that if if it truly is a six foot tall flying winged creature, that uh, I, I give it a ninety percent chance that it was uh, it was an illegal traded eagle that uh, that just got turned loose either accidentally or on purpose. As for predicting the bridge going down, I got no suggestions on that. Maybe just bad timing or maybe just uh, someone thought, hey, this will make a great movie in 30 years. Well, of course, what happened here is the author of the original Mothman Prophecies, John Keel, wrote a factual book about the sightings of the Mothman. And then he adapted for Hollywood and made a fictional movie out of it. And the Lee character name of Klein, played by Richard Gere, was a composite of several people, including John Keel. That was his largest payday, by the way, of all the books he wrote. If you have ever read the books of John Keel about UFOs and related phenomena, Mothman uh, was the biggest one. I didn't know he had a book on the Mothman. I I recognize the name, so I'll, uh, I'll be looking that one up on Amazon when we're done. One of his latter books, by the way. And then there was another book about Mothman I'm sure you never heard of called The Silver Bridge, which is very metaphoric, but not a straight factual account. That was done by a guy named Gray Barker, whom you've probably never heard, except he was one of the originators of the Men in Black legend. Oh, okay, okay. But the problem is that he wrote the book about it, called They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers back in the 50s. But when the Men in Black movies came out, it was based on a graphic comic book from the 80s, which, of course, has grossed billions of dollars, those movies, four of them. But 
poor Gray Barker and also John Keel, who wrote about Men in Black, they didn't profit at all. Oh, no way. The big oh, one where someone's getting ripped off by Hollywood, which of course is Hollywood's middle name, ripoff, is <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. In 1970s dollars, it grossed hundreds of millions of dollars. It was based on a concept made by the late Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who was the founder of the Center for UFO Studies, was once the Air Force's UFO investigator, a renowned astronomer. When they were producing the movie Steven Spielberg, Hynek didn't know they were doing it. And he wrote a letter asking if he could be of help. So they said, sure. And they gave him, say, $2,000 for the rights to the concept, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They gave him three days on the set working as a consultant, $500 a day, and they gave him the cameo in the latter part of the movie. You see Dr. Hynek stroking his beard. He made $3,500. The guy who was an originator of the concept of Close Encounters of the Third Kind in a movie grossing hundreds of millions of dollars. That is a Hollywood ripoff of the first class. Yeah, gosh, that's, uh, that's begging for a close encounter of the attorney kind. <laughs> well, I know of some, but I don't want to mention it, except if you look for Variety magazine, a producer of films that we know about covering UFOs, was suing the distribution company because they ain't paying him what they're supposed to pay him. We've got Lee Vanderbow, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz. You are in the very guest. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. 
Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we're exploring right now with Lee Vanderbo, writer, editor, filmmaker, and producer... We're exploring a little survey he put together called the 10 Most Googled Monsters in the U.S. And we've covered, you know, Skunk Ape and Jersey Devil and the Mothman. We covered Mothman. And number five with a bullet, 1.9 million searches per year is the Thunderbird. You see, I have to give that a base, (laughs) a base (laughs) aspect Lee, you just can't say Thunderbird. You have to say Thunderbird. Yes, Tell if it more. doesn't sound like a professional wrestler entering the ring when you say it, you're not saying it right. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I spent some time in Phoenix as a kid, uh, 88, roughly through 92, give or take those years, somewhere late 80s, early 90s. And um, so Thunderbird was 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 kind of a bigger deal there than it was in pretty much any other place I've lived, uh, Southwest influence. That's why I thought it was fascinating that when, when it came by a state-by-state state basis, it showed up in, in all sorts of state searches, but one of uh, the biggest one was um, 
and I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was uh, Midwest, uh, North Dakota. Was that where it was? Yes, mm, possibly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's what fascinated me. I, I just, I always assumed that the Thunderbird was a Southwest desert creature uh, or, or, or legend or lore or what have you. So to find out that that it's uh, actually getting more traction in in the Dakotas, North Dakota, for example, that, that one blew me away. I did not expect that at all. It's like finding a convertible in Canada. It just doesn't it doesn't seem like it should exist. Well, speaking of Arizona, I moved near Phoenix after you left. I was watching out for you as soon as you left. I came here. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Nothing personal. <laughs> okay. Did you see the Thunderbird? Ah, uh, not yet. But I want to tell you something. When they had the Phoenix Lights some years later, mm-hmm. I was busy writing a book on personal computing, working late hours listening to Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell on the radio. I totally missed out on the Phoenix Lights. Yeah, that was that happened after I left. Um, but yeah, what a what a! I, I would have loved to have seen that myself. They were waiting for you to leave. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, we, we'll keep a light on. Maybe that's what it was. We're going to keep the lights on for you. That sounds like a commercial for a low end motel. We'll keep that lights <laughs> yeah. on for you. The reason that you have to keep the lights on so you see the roaches and the rats. Yeah, they, they scurry from it. By the way, if, if they want to sue us, I have no money. <laughs> I'm not going to give the name. I'm not going to mention it six times. Chupacabra, <laughs> Texas, 2.9 million searches per year. You know, Chupacabra, if they wanted to commercialize this, those creatures could make a lot of money. Tell us about Chupacabra. Yeah, the uh, it's one of the few, if if I'm not mistaken, that they've actually found debatable physical evidence of um, chupacabra. I believe the translation was like is like goat eater or or goat sucker. I think I think it drains it sucks blood from goats or chickens or some kind of barnyard animal. Uh, that's that's the uh, that's the legend anyway. When you say goat sucker, I think of Goldfinger. <laughs> Going back to James Bond? Bond, James Bond. Now that would make an interesting James Bond movie. Chupacabra. James Bond in the Stargate. This summer only. Universal Pictures. No, it has to be MGM. <laughs> MGM, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, I, I was just going to say that there's been a handful, and I think I highlighted it in that in that story, but there's been there's been a handful of people who say that they find corpses of of chupacabras and pretty mangly mangy looking things and uh in most of the situations they do the genetic testing and find out it's a dog that was probably feral or in rough shape and losing hair and emaciated and probably in various stages of decomposition but there were at least a couple to where they went we think it's a dog but we don't know and that may be because it was so far gone i mean i can't imagine finding a rotten corpse of any creature, supernatural or not, in the Texas heat and humidity probably isn't. There might not be that much left to uh, to take a sample of, unless you're a skunk ape and you like the smell. I remember the line from Ghostbusters, Bill Murray saying, she's a dog. <laughs> yeah. 
That's where Sigourney Weaver becomes this creature. When she levitates off the bed? Now, this is later on when they're at the top of the building and she becomes this statue of a dog. Yep. And, and, And Ray, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the thing about the uh the chupacabra is that it uh, actually started in uh puerto rico and uh, the ones in texas that came later um when people were finding these basically mangy animals uh that uh, somehow they started calling them chupacabras but uh, they really didn't have any relationship to the puerto rico or uh, central america chupacabras though there was one case in texas one of the first ones where this woman actually shot one because it had been getting into her chickens and uh, it was it was definitely you know like a uh, an animal suffering from mange but when they did a dna test on it it actually was a hybrid of a domestic dog and I think a, a, a Mexican jackal. So, I mean, a very unusual uh, okay. hybrid. Yeah. And that's where I think these these mythological creatures are fascinating. I, I think a lot of times they're maybe even more symbolic or metaphoric than they are, you know, based on an actual reality thing. But other times, when you put two and two together like that, you know, it doesn't diminish the reality that, that something like that could exist. It, in my mind, it reinforces it. You know, we're always talking about, oh, if we could only get, I mean, I say this all the time, right? concrete proof, you know, how come we haven't found a Bigfoot corpse in the woods, et cetera, et cetera. But in this case, there is something. It was certainly unidentifiable by standards of, is it a dog? Is it something else? Well, it's something else, because it's not truly a dog. So it, it gives, I know for some people, finding those kind of things may be a disappointment, or maybe you just don't believe that's even what it is. But for me, that almost gives validity to the stories themselves. And that's why I I, I find something like that more fascinating than just a, a story 100 years ago, here's the thing that happened, and oh my gosh, can you believe it? But but that's that's actual physical evidence of some kind to say, look, something like this may have actually been around. It might not have been what the legends say it was, but it's certainly nothing we had seen before. And that may have uh, that may sort of sum up all the stories. Lee Vanderbilt, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, you're in the Pentecost. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. 
I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. The Pentagon's Inspector General being tasked now to look back over how the Defense Department handled Secretary Lloyd Austin's recent hospitalization. Pentagon spokesman Pat Ryder says whether the DOD's policies and procedures are sufficient to ensure timely and appropriate notifications and the effective transition of authorities as may be warranted. President Biden and other top officials did not learn of Austin's hospitalization for prostate cancer until days after the fact. In Congress, many House conservatives are saying not so fast to an earlier announced spending deal. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says there is still much work to do to avert at least a partial government shutdown. I am taking the first procedural step for the Senate to pass a temporary extension of government funding so the government does not shut down. Schumer and new Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson had announced last Sunday that they had arrived at an agreement on spending. This is your I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com, GCNfood.com. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 that's 800-430-1891 Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I keep thinking here about wanting to imitate some monstrous voice, but then I have my own voice that's monstrous. The next one sounds like some kind of recreational vehicle. Wendigo from Minnesota. 3.6 million searches per year. I understand the Wendigos are setting up a corporation now to benefit from this. 
<laughs> yeah, they they might be. I guess if uh, if if someone knew enough about intellectual property, they could probably uh, make a mint with just the amount of people searching for some of these things. The Wendigo is is a fascinating one to me. Whether it's real or not, what what's fascinating about it is that people can I, I I can't remember if I mentioned this in the story or not because you only have so many words. But there's there's an actual condition I, I want to call it Wendigo syndrome, or Wendigo something something something. What happens is uh, well, let me back up. The, the Wendigo is a mythological creature. It's emaciated, and if you get lost out there in the frozen wilderness of, of the Great White North, you know, Minnesota, Michigan, etc., it will uh, eat you. And it's been tied to the idea of cannibalism out there and, you know, Donner Pass and stuff, which is in California. I know. I'm just saying that, um, you know, people get cold and people get desperate and they're snowed in. Stuff happens. So I can see that being almost a cautionary tale if, it, if it's not based on reality at all. At the very least, a cautionary tale. But there is this weird... Side note with the Wendigo, that people actually develop only in the area, by the way, only in the, the Minnesota-ish area, Wisconsin, et cetera, where uh, they just start getting hungry to eat people. And they, they've called it, the, I want to say it's called Wendigo syndrome, but it could be, it's something with the word Wendigo in it. And it only happens there. It's just one of those little asterisks to say, okay, is the creature real or is it not? Hard to say. But here is some real documented doctor stuff, medical professionals, people who have been through decades of scientific training, and uh, they've collectively come together and say, hey, people in this area actually suffer from this, uh, this condition. Now, whether or not that leads to the uh, to the animal or not, but uh, or, or or whether it explains, you know, where, where their stories came from or maybe those stories put the idea into people's heads to have the uh, have this condition or syndrome I don't know but it's just fascinating to me that uh, it's that one's tied to more than just hey here's some here's some pictures that we got that are out of focus this very same thing that happens to this monster can happen to people then then my mind goes wandering it's like well maybe there is a real one to go and maybe it is or, or based on a person who got this syndrome and went out and uh did terrible things because they were terribly hungry and now we have uh something to google when you mentioned that i kind of wonder if some bigfoot sightings are of homeless people who haven't washed up they they have long hair and beards and all that kind of thing oh they're seen from a distance that's a bigfoot you know, I played a uh, total side note here. When I was a musician, I played, uh, we, we rolled into Portland and we're loading equipment into through the back of this uh, venue. And the only way I can describe them is, uh, you know, the, the musician uh, film director, Rob Zombie, if you're familiar, uh, Im imagine him, but about at least seven feet tall hmm. and uh, dreadlocks, scary big huge features you name it it was this big huge dude appeared and smelled homeless i mean not to say he was but um you know he came right up to us and um i mean physically intimidating very nice guy though and uh he asked us what we were doing oh well we're loading in we got to play the show tonight and uh and we're kind of getting a little bit nervous because this dude could you know, like reach your times a hundred if, if that's what it came to. And he goes, Oh, do you guys sound like ween? 
<laughs> so what it was was a seven foot refrigerator built hippie with dreadlocks and and uh, and a foul odor and just a big big dude. So it's funny you mentioned that because we named him. Uh, uh, what do we call him? When we tell the stories, we call him like the, the Portland Sasquatch because as he walked up to us, he legitimately looked like out of out of focus footage of uh, I mean, just massive dude covered in hair, you name it. And uh, yeah, if you were to see him in the woods, you'd probably think that you stumbled across another species until he starts playing his bongos and uh, and uh, listening to Ween. Yeah, so it's like, and a Ween fan too. Yeah, yeah. How about that? You know, who, who knew that cryptids were into jam bands? <laughs> <laughs> you know, talking about the uh, uh, Wendigo, there was a case in the early 2000s, and this happened on a bus somewhere in, in Canada. I don't, I don't remember the exact details, where one of the passengers just suddenly went crazy and killed the guy in the seat in front of him, slit his throat to the point where he actually decapitated this poor guy in just a matter of minutes and then started like drinking his blood and trying to eat him all of this happening on a crowded bus Jeez. and yeah and um uh, i i don't know if i i don't remember if there was ever any follow-up on this guy but you know afterwards you know because of its location and what he did there was a lot of speculation that you know possibly he had been possessed by uh, uh wendigo and uh naturally i mean due to its location there were probably you know like uh uh, uh it's probably a native american population you know in that area uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean that that was the discussion. You know, this this is an example of how these kinds of mythologies get started, and maybe there's some basis in fact to uh, to some of them. Yeah, people think that flying with the crying baby is bad. <laughs> That's uh, I I honestly have never heard that story. I'm I'm going to I'll have to Google that one when we're done. That's uh. That's now I'm going to sit in the back of the bus with my back up against the wall every time. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it was a pretty horrifying story. You know, uh, and there was another one, and I and I can't. There's not a lot of details to this one, but you know the uh, uh, the natives in in especially like the the extreme northern areas of Canada and into Alaska, when people would get lost. Oftentimes, they were referred to as being made cold by the universe. And mm. the idea was that these people would kind of um, get into a state where they weren't quite human anymore, and they could, like, run across the treetops. And uh, that's, that's you know, and, but they would never become, they would never be human again. They, they were lost to humanity. Was, and like I said, it was called uh, "Becoming Cold by the Universe." Hmm, that's uh, that's disturbing in its own way. <laughs> uh, and that's just, what, you know, yeah. Ahead, that, I was just going to say that the you know the Wendigo or Wendigo or however you pronounce it. I'm I'm from Idaho. I might have a Idaho accent if that's a thing. But uh, that's all. All of those kind of stories 
I think are fascinating about that particular one because, you know, whether it's supernatural or not, there is like like one of you guys just said a few minutes ago, there's there's something there's something that fuels it. Whatever it may be, whether it's uh supernatural, easy explainable, something in the water. I mean, we know some places in Michigan have bad water, so I mean that's that's possible too. But uh but there's it's it's based on something. There's there's more to it than like I said earlier, there's more to it than just some blurry photos. There's actually people doing crazy things. Well, there's and a universal could, Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go oh ahead. no, I was just gonna say if I could run along the treetops, man, that would be my preferred method of commu- <laughs> uh, transportation. And I don't have to worry about anyone cutting my head off on a bus either. <laughs> Isn't that what Tarzan did? He'd be able to swing along the treetops <laughs> and be able to see everything that's happening in his jungle. What a way to go and what an impossibility. Oh, there was a character in the movie Phantom where they called them the tree people. Anyway, I don't know why we're doing this. Lee, Gene, and Tim, you're in. The Pentecost. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran 
nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. My name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. Yes, the tree people, anyway. Hey, that sounds like a movie. Attack of the tree people. Number two with a bullet. Four million searches per year. Bigfoot. There it is, Bigfoot. Lay it on me. Uh, this one surprised me because I honestly thought Bigfoot or Sasquatch, you know, we, we combined all those words together, you know, because it's the, you know, different words for the same thing, unless it was discernibly different, you know, like the skunk ape was discernibly different because people refer to it as a skunk ape, even though you perhaps it is a Bigfoot, but it was different enough to where we made that stand on its own. But I honestly thought Bigfoot was going to take this home by a million. That's why I was surprised it was only number two. But being in the Pacific Northwest, I mean, that's uh, maybe maybe that's my own regional bias coming through. But I just assumed Bigfoot was the was the top dog, or just people aren't searching for him. Maybe they all just know he's real. So there's no need to search for him. Hard to say. Or they just like the names of monster trucks. <laughs> Well, Bigfoot is. I mean, it's like you said. I mean, it's uh, it's it's become almost uh, like a universal monster. I mean, every mm-hmm. state, I think, with the exception of Hawaii, which has its own uh, uh, thing, which is on your list, has Bigfoot sightings. So um, I'm with you. I mean, I really would expect Bigfoot to be at the top of the list. I guess that uh, something else just wanted it more. Yeah, and the thing that I always have to remind myself is, you know, it, it was a it was a fun project to work on in terms of Google searches, but there's also certain things you have to remember with Google searches, which is, you know, why would people be searching for something? And maybe people are so familiar with Bigfoot that they don't have, you know, if you hear the name Wendigo and you don't live in uh, Minnesota, for example, you might go, ah, oh, what is that? And, and Google it. Or you heard a story about 
A skunk ape. Okay, well, I've never heard of that. What is that? But if you already know what Bigfoot is and you hear a story about it, or or maybe you're very, very lucky and see one, uh, maybe you don't need to Google it because you already know what it is. Or maybe I'm just giving excuses for what I think should have been the number one winner, and I'm just uh, I'm, I'm 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 trying to pad the stats. But that's uh, that that's my thoughts. You know, it's you never know why people are searching. You're just looking at numbers. Well, now, okay, with this search, did you also include like okay, say like, like with Bigfoot? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's other familiar names like Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Was that to- included then? Yeah, yeah. So what we tried to do, and and a lot of these, uh, it turned out, had different names describing something that was the, either the exact same thing or so similar that I would kind of group them together when I sent the list off. Yeah, Sasquatch and Bigfoot, obviously, in my mind, would be the same thing. And there were three or four other names, you know, regionally that were uh, basically synonymous with it, unless it was, like I said, the skunk ape. That's basically a Bigfoot that smells, but it's so discernibly different than the other Bigfoot stories that I thought, okay, he's if assuming these are, these are all real, he might be a cousin, but he might not be the exact same species. So I gave I gave him his own space. But yeah, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, and I think three or four other words. I kind of put those on the same list because yeah, depending on what people search for, uh, I wanted to make sure everything got counted. That was a long way to answer your very short question. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, okay, just just uh, for my own curiosity. Okay, now you're you're in Idaho. Any mm-hmm. Bigfoot sightings in uh, Idaho? Believe it or not, not many. Washington, uh, obviously. I mean, that's the state that's. Uh, I, I think that we uh, put on that list too. That's where the majority of those sightings come from. Is is Washington? Um, also, some in Oregon, Northern California. Even some up in the in the uh, the northern forests of Arizona, believe it or not. And for anyone who doesn't live in Arizona, it's not just Phoenix. You know, there's there's other ecosystems there as well. Uh, some mountains get really really tall, but most most of the sightings are are Washington, Oregon, Northern California, and to my knowledge, not many of them have worked their way over here to Idaho. Not to say that not to say that there aren't any. I just they're few and far between. All right, so now I'll have to take that a step further. Is Idaho known for uh, any particular uh, uh, cryptid creatures of its own? There's a couple. There, We have a, uh, I, I forget the name, it's Lake Cascade. I forget the name of the monster, though. It's a Loch Ness monster type scenario in, in an old Idaho lake, uh, alpine lake up in the mountains. And... Uh, I can't remember the name, boy. I'm I am going to hear it from all my Idaho friends, but uh, the name is the name escapes me. But there's uh, it's yeah, we gotta have. Ca- it's not Cassie, is it? No, no. I want to say it's like Charlie or something like that. Okay, um, all right. But uh, don't quote me on that part. But it, and it's not a super known thing. I mean, if if you go to if you go to the lake, there'll be a couple little statues and and a couple of the diners and cafes kind of have some fun memorabilia but it, it's not like the mothman in west virginia where it's, it's it's an entire thing in fact if you ask 10 people in boise about it you might get one that even has even heard the name so there's we're not exactly a hot spot for for cryptids here in idaho unless you count seven foot tall jam band fans who <laughs> looking for a free ticket into a musical show but that was important that doesn't even count <laughs> But only if it's ween. <laughs> only if it's ween, yeah. 
Well, you know, you were, uh, and before Gene gets to uh, uh, asking the number one uh, spot, I just wanted to say you, you were talking about uh, Thunderbird, and uh, believe it or not, in the 70s, there was a big flap of Thunderbird sightings in uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Indiana that went on for a couple of years. It uh, it seemed to start uh, in like Western Illinois, kind of like around the uh, uh, where it meets up with uh, Missouri and okay. uh, Iowa, and then spread across uh, uh, to the other states. Uh, uh, with uh, uh, one incident where these people in Illinois and a uh, in a small town, I mean, uh, everybody was outside uh, having like a barbecue party. Kids were outside playing when all of a sudden these two thunderbirds flew overhead. One of them swooped down and actually grabbed uh, a little boy by its shoulders and lifted him off the ground trying to fly off with him. And everybody said that it looked kind of like a condor, but it was much bigger than a condor. And, you know, a condor is the biggest uh, bird around, but not indigenous to Illinois. uh, But it was like uh, trying to uh, peck the kid's face as it was uh, trying to fly off with him. Wow. uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's a very famous case. Well, a couple things you said about that, uh, a couple things came to my mind. Number one is, okay, now we're now we're getting eat more east than I know of Thunderbird sightings, so it makes you wonder, is there any overlap between the Thunderbird and the Mothman? Mm-hmm. Is it uh, perhaps two different descriptions of the same thing? And uh, But you were talking about pecking at the, at the kiddo's face when um, I, I was younger, my grandfolks had a uh, had a house along the Snake River. It feeds into the Columbia, going towards the Pacific Ocean here in in Idaho. And uh, a big bald eagle came and picked up a carp just with its talon, swooped down, picked it up, and the and the, and carp are pretty big, fat fish. You know, they're 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 just they're just big, clumsy, fat fish. And and this big bald eagle, he he'd flap his wings and he'd go a little bit to the left, he'd go a little bit to the right. And we're watching this and we're saying that's too big of a fish for that bird. And it, it finally, you know, with a lot of effort, got over to this sandbar, a little, you know, gravel that was exposed, kind of like an island, I guess, in the in the in the river. And it sat down there and pecked at its eyes for a while until the fish stopped flapping. And then it flew off with him, no problem. So it wasn't the weight; it was the the balance that was throwing the bird off. So it it, it, it I think killed the fish. It stopped flapping, and then it was able to carry it. So the fact that this bird was doing that to a kid makes me well, one, it makes me think that's what it was doing. But two, it also gives a little more validity to something like that because that's how birds of prey will carry something that they're unable to. You know, when the balance throws them off, that's what they do. They peck at their face until they die. So, so they can they can carry it to wherever they're going. Before we uh, go there's... to the number one with a bullet, I thought here we'd look at some of your honorable mentions. And we okay. haven't covered all ten, by the way, because we want to talk about other stuff. But there are some interesting names here. Dark Watchers from California. What, pray tell, are they? I'm not sure what they are, but uh, the way they're described is is really tall... Beings? We're going to look at what those things are in our next segment. Maybe 
Gene Lee. Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part, has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com.